right, welcome to the Cairo Radio Rundown, the show where we collect takes from all the hosts on the big stories of the week and force them to compete for take supremacy. I'm Jake Rummel. If Cairo Radio were a museum, I'm the museum curator, and the hosts are the artifacts. Usually I produce the Tom Curley Show, if I haven't mentioned that in a while. Over the weekend, most media outlets called the election for Joe Biden, but it still doesn't feel over. The main reason for that is Donald Trump still hasn't conceded, and today he tweeted in all caps, WE WILL WIN. We'll start our adventure with Dory Monson, who lays out the only shot he sees Trump still having. So Donald Trump says he's going to challenge this election. That's his right to do so. 71 million people voted for him. He should challenge it, just as Al Gore uh, was right to challenge things back in 2000. So with Alaska certain, Trump's at 217 electoral votes. He's going to get North Carolina. That puts him at 232. So what he has to do, there are four states, and he has to flip two of them. Arizona, Georgia, Nevada, or Wisconsin. Uh, The two Georgia senators say that there was such horrible miscounting of the votes in Georgia. They just sent out a statement in the last hour. And they said the miscounting of the votes was so horrible, the Secretary of State should uh, resign. And if Trump could flip Georgia, and then he'd have to flip either Arizona, Nevada, or Wisconsin, and that would put him at 259. Then it'd go back to Pennsylvania. And if the Supreme Court rules that ballots received after 8 o'clock on Election Day are not eligible to be counted, if they could somehow prove the allegation that they backdated on November 4th, some with a hand stamp saying they were received on November 3rd, then Trump would have to flip Pennsylvania. Tremendous long shot, but that's his only path to victory at this point. Dave Ross asked Washington Post reporter David Farenthold what kind of chances he gives Trump's legal fights. Is this going to be an all-out attempt to overturn the vote results? I don't think so. And I don't think that if it is, it will be successful. I mean, there's a lot of hot air about this, a lot of you know claims, very vague claims from President Trump and his supporters. But when you look at what they've actually written down on paper and submitted to courts, there's two things that stand out. One, the, the actual scope of their complaints when they write them down and give them to the courts is very narrow. There's, they haven't even alleged anything that would cause the results of the elections in these states to flip. You know, it's a few ballots here or there, or, you know, somebody said something to somebody about a few ballots in one place. Uh, they're very narrow allegations, even to begin with. That's the first thing. Second thing is, when they make those allegations, they provide no proof and they lose. They've had an almost uniform record of losing in the courts because the allegations that they're making, narrow as they are, often come with no evidence. So if it is that thin, why would the attorney general authorize this to go forward at all? Well, I think you have to separate the attorney general from what the Trump campaign is doing. The Trump campaign has filed a lot of lawsuits at a bunch of different places, making these allegations about vote counting in various states that have all fallen flat. The attorney general uh, sent out a directive last night telling U.S. attorneys that if they see evidence of malfeasance, errors big enough to flip a state Mm -hmm. and there's substantial proof behind them, that they should investigate. You know, that sounds sort of like what Donald Trump has been saying. And I think it's designed to mollify Donald Trump. But uh, Barr did not say in that memo that he had found such evidence or that he you know, believed it existed. He just told the U.S. attorneys to be on the lookout for it if they found it. I see. OK, well, if that's if that's the memo, it sounds like it's very carefully worded. So if what he's saying is 
The only thing worth investigating is something that could flip a result. Georgia's the closest state, and that's, what, 13,000 votes or something? Um, yeah, Georgia and Arizona are in the teens now. Georgia's will likely get bigger. Arizona's probably will as well. And as I said, even in the sort of you know wildest allegations of these lawsuits from Trump and his allies, they haven't even alleged some kind of conspiracy on the scale that would flip even Georgia or Arizona, those narrow states, which, by the way, if they win for Trump, still wouldn't change the outcome of the election. Ursula Routine laid out some of the latest reactions from Republican Party leaders, and then G compared the whole thing to another pop culture moment from the 90s. President Trump is refusing to concede the race and... Now, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell supports his efforts to pursue legal action for all of this alleged voter fraud, even though there's no actual evidence of wrongdoing. McConnell says the race is not over as far as Republicans are concerned. Let's not have any lectures, no lectures about how the president should immediately, cheerfully accept preliminary election results from the same characters who just spent four years refusing to accept the validity of the last election. Look. This feels like O.J. Simpson, Ursula. And what I mean by that is it feels like O.J. Simpson and how he still wants to look for the real killer. Look, O.J., you go do that, right? You go look for the real killer of everything. We all know what the result is, okay? I want to go through some facts and some numbers, and Mm -hmm. I'll be real quick, I promise, No, go ahead. Richard Hansen, a law professor and author of the 2012 book, The Voting War. By the way, guys, write this down. You can look it up yourself. The Voting Wars looked at 30 years of data in search of voter fraud, changing the outcome of an election, he couldn't find a single instance. In 2014, a Harvard study put the likely percentage of non-citizens voting at zero. 2014 nationwide study equated in in in-person voter fraud with the likelihood of someone being abducted by aliens. And researchers at Dartmouth found no evidence of voter fraud in the 2016 election. Ursula, we can keep doing this till we're blue in the face. Dating back to 1982, there have been less than 500 prosecutions for this. John Curley and Tom Tangney broke down the numbers and juxtaposed Trump's situation with Al Gore's in 2000. See, the thing with um, Gore had only one state. He had a flip. Florida, flip, Florida. Find a... Find more of that dangling Chad. Which way does that go? And this one, there's a whole bunch of stuff he, the president, has thrown out lawyers into a variety of places. It seems most of the judges are saying, okay, where's your evidence? If you have evidence, show us the evidence, and then we'll begin the process. But as it is right now, you don't really have enough evidence to be able to show us that this many votes would move this way or that way. I was looking through the whole list of um, of where they are right now. This is just the latest um Tally, because there's more they're counting. North Carolina, they're separated by one percent or one tenth of a percent. Arizona, they're separated forty nine percent for Trump, forty nine point one for Biden. Georgia gets forty nine point three for Trump, forty nine point five for Biden. Super close on all these. PA forty nine point one Trump, forty nine point eight Biden. And these are the numbers that come in. They're going to get a, a few more big batches, but it is uh, super duper tight on this. And uh, yeah, seventy five million. Turned out for was it for is that for Biden and seventy three million or something like that turned out no, for it's Trump? A, it's a four million difference. It oh. was uh, it was seventy four to seventy, and I think it's gone up maybe to seventy five, seventy one. But just to put that in perspective, yes, that is close. But compared to uh, how uh, Trump beat Hillary, that was seventy seven thousand votes spread out over three states. Yeah. So the actual, I mean, it was even it was even closer in that they the thing is they weren't disputed they all ended up going uh, to Trump. Yeah, as you can hear, none of the hosts on Cairo thought Trump had much of a chance in all this. So I wanted to see if anyone on our sister station KTTH had a different view. 
It also gives me a chance to placate Jason Rance, who has been whining on Twitter about not being featured on the show. I take the position we should be auditing the results of every single state, period. Let's just do it now. Because we've heard from both sides of the aisle that elections are stolen. Republicans right now are saying this is the an example of a stolen election. When Republicans win, we hear from the Democrats, the only way that Republicans could win is if they steal an election. Okay, let's put both of those talking points to the test and actually do an audit and figure it out. But in the meantime, right now, the Republicans have to hold the line and slow the momentum created by the media, which is why Senator Marsha Blackburn, for example, our friend, Republican from Tennessee... In 2000, Al Gore spent 37 days exhausting every option. And President Donald Trump should also exhaust all options that are available to him. He is doing this to make certain that the votes that are legal are counted, that illegal votes are tossed out, and that the American people can have confidence that this election was properly uh, run that votes were properly cast and counted. Look, she's 100% correct in this. And I do think it's worth remembering what ended up happening in 2000 when the media declared a winner in Al Gore. Did we get a president in Al Gore? Thank God, no, we did not. Because the system at the time didn't work the way it was supposed to. And it went through the court system and Al Gore was given a lot of deference in him Saying, whoa, 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 slow your roll. This is not cool. Why can't we do the same for Donald Trump? Oh, because one was a Democrat, one is a Republican. So that's the Cairo Radio Rundown for November 10th, 2020. Once again, I'm Jake Rummel. I also produce, edit, and mix the show. As I mentioned last time, you can leave a voicemail for the show at 707-559-8102. Thanks for listening. You don't always have time to listen to every Cairo Radio show, but you'll always have time for the Cairo Radio Rundown. See you on Thursday. Thank you